to your loving, beautiful church. And I was really blessed to uh, be here, and especially the time of worship. And it was really touched my heart. And I'm so much grateful to the Lord to come over here. And uh, I will share a little uh, from the Bible, and then I will be sharing uh, what God is doing through our, our life. And um, when I was here, I'm just thinking what to share, and then God has given me the word to share with you uh, this morning. And, um, you know, how much precious we are in front of the Lord. How much we are precious. Because when we are coming to the church, when we come to the Lord, how much we are precious, you know. Because God has created us with his likeness and the image. God wants to reveal himself through his creation, you and me. So, when I saw you, when you see me, we can see the God. So that's the plan of God's plan is a divine plan for each and every one life. So God has a plan through our life so that people could see his beautiful creation, his character, his love. So that's why God has created us. And he has been, if you see the first Peter, second nine, we are royal priesthood. First Peter 2.9 He's saying that you are royal priesthood. We are not an ordinary person. Royal priesthood. We are king of this nation. We are going to rule. Because God has chosen us, created us to be a royal priesthood. Forget about the problem. Because we are the king. We, God wants us to rule this world. That's why he made us royal priesthood. And if you see the Matthew, uh, sorry, John 15, 16 saying that I have chosen you. But you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Remember, today you are here, not you have come with your own will. This is God's divine plan that you will come here. So that's why if we see the John 15, 16, you will see, he's saying that, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So today, why the God has chosen you? I'm just thinking, you know, praying. Why God has chosen me? Chosen you? So there is a divine plan. You know, like a brother Daniel Bull and the team, they come to Calcutta 
They come to uh, give a training to our 45, total 50 leaders we have. So they give a training. And then we visit the different field where we can preach. 500, 400 people come together. The believers come. After sharing the word of God, they spend time praying for them because in our culture, if you say, uh, please come for the prayer, you will see the big line. 100, 100, these two places. And they will come one by one and you have to pray. So this is the purpose. God has chosen them to come, Kolkata, to come West Bengal, to preach the word of God. Show the love of Christ. I, today the sister was sharing the showing the love of Christ. It is all about. Because if you see that Matthew 5.14 says, you are a light of the world. You are a light of the world. And I was thinking, what is the definition of life? Light. Why is light on the street? On the road? I was thinking, what is the definition of the light? Why they use light on the road? Why we are using the light here? Because the road they have a light, the definition of, definition of the light to help light to go their own destination. Light guide them to reach their own destination. That's why the light is there. And here he says, you are the light of the world. So that means God wants to draw people through your life. You know, I come from the country where majority people are Hindu. We have a ministry among the Hindu people. We say that our ministry is called house church. We have a many house churches. The people... They don't know about Jesus, the Hindu, ordinary, poor people, they don't know. But they could see Jesus, they wanted to see Jesus through our life. How we behave, how we talk. Once they love me, this is very basic, very basic. Because those who don't know Jesus, they wanted to see the basic things. They don't want to see that if I go to preaching with a theological training, how much I have done the study in theology of Bible college. It doesn't make any sense. But the very basic, simple things they wanted to know that how much you love and care for them. Once they see the love of Jesus, the light, because they say you are a, temp, uh, you are a light of the world, the light will shine. And then when the light will shine, it will help people to come to the Lord through our life. So that is the purpose. Jesus saying, saying, you are a light of the world. So our responsibility, the God desired that every man, woman and child will get repeated opportunity to see, touch, gospel of Jesus Christ. And he wants to fulfill his desire through you and me. Wherever we are. That's the purpose of his creation to you and me. Where I live, Christians are only 2%. Are you know the how many people in India? 
140 billion, isn't it? 1.4 million. I'm not good in mathematics. So I can say in Bengali, but in English it's quite difficult. Anyhow, so many people, less than 2% Christian. So that how we can show the love of Christ, how we can show them love of Christ. I reach them to the Lord. So that's the way God has been using me and using us. And the, and the Exodus, Exodus 23-25 is saying, could you read, brother? Exodus 23-25. When we are with the Lord Jesus, when we'll show the light of Jesus, and then, please read. Says, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from among you. Amen. Amen. This is a promise of the Lord. If he's of the Lord, he will bless with your food and the water, and then he will take away all your sickness. That is the promise of the Lord today, this morning, for all of you. When we are thinking for our, our sickness, our trouble, our problem, he will take care. But in the beginning, what this is? On 20... Yes, praise the Lord. If you serve the Lord, you know that? There is a condition. If you serve the Lord, be a witness for Christ and the God will take care of your food. You know, this is a very important for our culture. Because in our country, it's very important. Food and water and the sickness. Because people are suffering for a food. Water and the sickness. Suffering means there are people, daily workers. They go to uh, work and earn the money. And then they buy rice and lentils and potato and then they cook for the children. So it is a very important for them. We may not be able to understand, but it is a very important in our culture. So the God is with us and he has promised that if you serve me, I will take care of your sickness and the food and water. So now, I'm going to say a little bit about ministry. How long time? Ten minutes? Okay. Okay, this one, huh? How it goes? This one? No should be. Which one? It's the right one. Oh, it's not working. No. No, this, this one, but I was uh, trying to check it. So our ministry is called Sporsho Ministry. Sporsho is a Bengali name, but in English is called Touch. You know, the Touch. And you see the Bible, many places written in the Touch. And uh, so we are located in a place called West Bengal, which is, next please, 
Uh, this is India. We are a bottom part. Uh, India is West Bengal map. Oh, good. This is West Bengal. We are located very bottom part of West Bengal in Calcutta. And then mainly the two paraganas we have, 24 paraganas south and the north, we have a more churches. Now, what kind of ministry we have? We have a house church ministry. House church ministry means house church means church inside the house or under the tree. Wherever God provides a place, we do. We don't have any uh, building church, which is the very acceptable in our community because the most of the people are coming to the Lord from the Hindu background and they are very much suitable to come and worship inside the house. This is one of the good news. And another is that the church building uh, where is a Hindu country and they like to make a Hindu nation by killing a Christian or destroying the church. Church means they build the church building. So they wanted to destroy it, you know. So unnecessary will make a building and they'll destroy it. And another thing is that our, our goal is to, Jesus is go to all the nation and baptize them. So Bengali are fourth largest language. We speak a Bengali language the fourth largest language group in the world. There are 220 million Bengali-speaking people live in West Bengal and Bangladesh, and all over the world, we have 230 million, 20 and 30 million Bengali-speaking people are there. So our prayer is that to see that many people come to the Lord, to worship to the Lord. So. If I like to make a building for 220 million Bengalis people, uh, church being building, do you think it is possible? Huh? Is it possible? Never. So then, if I feel that, I have to be satisfied with maybe 100. And there are 220 million. So we say the illustration why we like to have a house church. You know, one person in mango is very famous in our state. A lot of mango grows over there. And if you come to time of mango, you will see the one pound will get this many mango. So one person loved the mango, and we have a mango tree. And one tree is a lot of mango. So he loved the mango, so he go and hold the trunk, and he's sick. And then one and two, fall down and he take that mango and eat very happy and he come back. He come back, he's very happy. But what will happen to other mango? There are hundreds thousand mango there. No one is going to take care of. They fall down and they're dying. As the Bible says, harvests are plentiful. We need a worker. So the things is that there are so many people ready. If I make a building church, can fill only 100 people, but the mango, the people are 220 million. So therefore, it is very much acceptable to have a house church. Wherever they live, wherever they stay, we can have a church. Our church, like a 20 or 25, some places 15 member we have, and uh, we do worship together, we grow together, help each other to grow with the Lord, and that's the way God has been using us. See, so this is uh, the pattern of worship, sitting, 
and worshiping. This is the few house. I have a thousand and thousand pictures, but only I put a few pictures. This is a more actually. Sometime like during the Christmas time or Easter, usually close by house churches we come together and do the worship. Especially the Christmas time we come, you know, we do the, a lot of Christmas program. So that's why we see the children, they dance, they celebrate, uh, you know, Christmas program. So the baptism, uh, we, we do have a, by God's grace, some baptism. Uh, yearly average, we have a near about 700 baptism. Uh, this year already we have a near about 600 baptism. And God is touching many people's heart and coming. See, the, the baptism uh, is a public decoration. We usually do the pond and the river. Uh, since we don't have a church building or underground anything. Whatever we do, open. See, the people having a baptism and witnessing a lot of people, you know, because it is a celebration time. This is all baptism picture. This is Christmas outreach program. During the Christmas, we uh, really do the big program. We invite many people, uh, like in one place, we have a 300, some 500, 700 people, they come together. We share the gospel and uh, share about Jesus. And then, end, we give an altar call. If any would like to know more about Jesus, please raise your hand. Once they raise their hand, we have a volunteer, we go, they go and write their names, and then they will follow up. And at the same time, uh, we do have a baptism program also. And this is uh, giving blanket. In the Christmas time, we uh, like to give a blanket, because why? There are many aged people, they come and ask, son, give us a blanket. So that's why we give a, a blanket to the people you know, over there. Also, we uh, love to give the Bible. You know, frequently people ask when they come to the Lord. See, like 600 people, they took a baptism. And uh, if they can't, if, when they come and say, give us one Bible. And I feel it is a great joy to provide a Bible. This is the greatest gift, actually. You know that? Because I love to give a Bible. The reason, when I was in OM, Operation Mobilization. Do you know Operation Mobilization in India? So I was with them for four years. In our OM, on that time, we used to survive. They used to give some books. We used to go door to door, sell the books, and whatever money we used to get, uh, we survive ourselves, fooding and all. No money. Without food. No selling, no money, no food. We survived that way. So on that time, I got an invitation. We got an invitation from one marriage, on the girl's marriage. So we don't have a money to buy any present, you know. So what we have done, we took one Bible, Bengali Bible, and we wrapped it nicely, and we went for a party to have a food, and then we have given a Bible as a present. And I thought she is not happy because she is looking something 
nice present, you know, and we are giving a Bible. It's not happy things on uh, the marriage getting a Bible as a gift. Anyhow, and then after five years, I met with her again. And in the first words, she told me, thank you, brother, for giving me the Bible. Whatever gift I have received, almost everything is gone. But we are reading a Bible every day and God is blessing our family. I say, praise the Lord. So that's the way in my heart I learn to give a Bible. So therefore, we like to give a Bible during the uh, time those people have come to the Lord. Now 600 people, we need a 500 Bible. So who will give the Bible? Anyhow. <laughs> now this is the feeding program we do. Christmas time, we share the gospel, have a baptism program, having a children gift, and blanket giving, and then we have a big meal. Means chicken, rice, dal, and the vegetable curry. One person can eat big plate three times, full, full plate. Full. You know, if you see that, you'll get a heart attack. <laughs> they can eat like that. But I remember one time, I was sitting there, and there uh, were 300 people over there, this side. 300 people, they sit. And only four people are giving. Think about it. He has given a rice this side and going to give other side rice and this rice is become a cool now. Only salt and rice. So they, they are th waiting for the curry and the curry is not coming. So they say, okay, with the salt we will eat this rice. So with the salt, they eat all the rice. And again they came, they took a rice. Three times they take a rice, took rice. So they eat more than I realize why they are eating more actually. And then I asked them, some of the, our leaders over there, they say is that the people over there, you know, they are very poor community. And uh, because they thought, today I'm getting, I don't know either I'll get tomorrow or not. So let eat more. Let eat more. So that's a tendency of uh, having a lot of food. And so that's why, a lot of people we are feeding and sowing the love of Christ again. Sowing the love of Christ. Christmas is all about food and the dress. You know that. We will have a good Christmas in our home with a lot of food. But think about in our village, there are people, they will not have a chicken and rice. Because I remember my childhood, why I am doing the Christmas outreach program and feeding program. Because I, I share with uh, Brother Daniel home uh, that because I grown up in the very remote village and uh, my family are very poor family background. And I used to, yearly three times we used to have a chicken and rice. So whenever I used to have a chicken and rice, myself, we are five brothers. We used to sing and dance. And the neighbor used to ask, 
the people are asking, what happened? Why you are so happy today? I'm having a chicken and rice. Chicken. It's a big thing, you know? Having a chicken and rice. It's a dancing today because today. So this is a big thing for us. And when I become a grown-up, now I have a chicken and rice I can eat. But like me, there are so many people in the villages still. So when we have in the Christmas program, I told my wife, we are going to have a Christmas program celebration with a nice food and all. But we have a ministry, we have a churches there. They don't have money to have a chicken and rice. So why not we start Christmas feeding program? We'll save whole year money. Whatever money we'll have, we will start. And then I have started with a prayer fully. And I ask people to give some money. Because one lunch cost is like a one pound in uh, your money. So I ask people, give some money to join with the Christmas program. And people have started to give. And that's why we started the Christmas feeding program. And that's the way, uh, you know, we're able to show the love of Christ. And we celebrate meaningful, happy Christmas by giving them chicken and rice. You see their face. How much they're happy. Make them happy Christmas. See the children, they're eating with a mother, you know. That's the culture. We sit in the floor and eat. You know, we have a two-school, children's school, and the one school, the Vision for Asia, you know, the Vision for Asia, they help uh, school, Rupomari school, you know. Even those ladies sewing project also, Vision for Asia help uh, to train the poor ladies so that they could earn some money. We started chicken project, giving a chicken for the poor ladies so that they can earn some money to help their family. We do some relief work, you know, because we have a 75 island. There are 25 island live, and uh, many times get a flood. So people are suffering. So we try to give some relief also. Bible training we have started. Because we feel that so many people are coming to the Lord, we need to build them with the Word of God. So therefore, we started the training program because only believer is not enough. They need to have a training and the responsibility to show their love to their neighbors. So that's why we started that, um, you know, that training program. And... Uh, we believe and pray that they will be serving the Lord in their community, their village, their family. So that's why we have started this uh, Bible training program. And again, this is a group of, uh, you know, 63. First group is a 63 people has come for the Bible training program. This is my family, my son, Tallest son, my son is big, bigger than me now. He's 14 years old. He loves cricket and football only. 
He loved cricket. Whenever I call, he will say all those things about what happened to football and the cricket. And then uh, my daughter, she came to your country, is Chichester, to study MA in social work. And my wife, Suparna, and uh, that's myself. So this, <laughs> so this is uh, all about uh, our ministry. And if you have any question, if you like to know anything more, uh, you, you can ask me. And I will try to give, because I don't know many things. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, now this 